Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. Oh my goodness. Well, it's summertime here in Vermont, and I always feel a little like, oh, solstice comes the first day of summer. And of course, here in Vermont, especially being in the north part of the world, it means, oh, the days are getting darker now. And I enjoy the light so much. So, yeah. (laughs) Summertime is nice, but the light is the really nice thing. Anyway, I'm grateful to join with you today. And uh, we are talking about... The dream, of course, the dream, the dream. Are you willing to awaken? Are you willing to awaken? That is the topic. Are we willing to awaken from the dream? We're actually going to be looking at the section called Dream Roles in Chapter 29, Section 4, Dream Roles. So let's begin with a prayer and a blessing. We place our hand on our heart and we partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. We're remembering that our true identity is perfect love. Love intelligence is what we are. The wisdom of the Almighty is the wisdom that we have. We are grateful to open ourselves to recognize the kingdom has been pre-installed and we are accessing it now. We're giving up any idea that we are unworthy because everything has been given to us. How could we be unworthy? The fullness of God's infinite love and all the gifts of God have already been given to us. How could we be unworthy? So we are celebrating the truth. We're recognizing the truth. We're valuing the truth. And we're setting ourselves free. We're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We know it's done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's just dive right into this section. Oh, I just got a little intuitive reminder Uh, If you're listening to this around the time that I publish it, we are doing a free forgiveness workshop on Sunday, June 25, Sunday, June 25th. All are welcome, totally free. And if you go to the the page, go to jenniferhadley.com, go to the events page, you'll see the forgiveness workshop there to sign up for it, maybe on the home page as well. And uh, if you can't join us on Sunday, if you sign up, we'll let you know when the next one is. And uh, it'll be in a couple more weeks. So that way, many people come to them over and over and over again because it's so clearing it's so expansive until people really put the pedal to the metal on this forgiveness work they have no idea how much liberation comes from doing it so that's why at the power of love ministry we are committing more and more to offering the free things that support your spiritual practice your development of willingness and your sense of fellowship. So that's one of the great things about the Forgiveness Workshop. We see we're all in the same boat. And uh, same with Sundays with Spirit. We uh, come together on Sundays. It's totally free. Anyone can join us. Just have to register so we can send you the Zoom links. And Sundays with Spirit, a wonderful opportunity to gather for inspiration on Sunday afternoon. And... Uh, other free things, free prayer every day. I've got a prayer hotline. We've got the 
recorded prayers. We've got the transcribed prayers. We've got the prayer podcast, Prayer for Today. And we have the daily inspiration, my daily shot of spiritual espresso, all these free things and more and more and more. JenniferHadley.com, livingacourseofmiracles.com. Check it all out. Yes. And soon we're just getting ready to launch the new powerofloveministry.net site. So all these places have tons of free stuff for you. So we're talking about dream roles. Do you believe that truth can be but some illusions? So that sentence is a little odd. So do you believe that illusions can be partly true? Do you believe that truth can be but some illusions? They are dreams. Illusions are dreams because they are not true. Their equal lack of truth becomes the basis for the miracle, which means that you have understood that dreams are dreams and that escape depends not on the dream, but only on awaking. Could it be some dreams are kept and others wakened from? So this is the core question here. Can you wake from some dreams and keep the other ones going? Uh, the answer is no. The choice is not between which dreams to keep, but only if you want to live in dreams or to awaken from them. Thus, it is the miracle does not select some dreams to leave untouched by its beneficence. Thus it is the miracle does not select some dreams to leave untouched by its beneficence. So the miracle is when our thoughts align with the Holy Spirit. When we give up our attachment to an ego thought and then it's it's like giving up a block to love. Once you give up that block to love, that block to truth, then you can see and know and feel and hear more clearly what the truth is. And then I think one of the best ways to think about it is if our mind is cluttered with illusions and delusions ego thoughts that we believe and we're grappling with them we're struggling with them we're trying to make sense of things we're trying to understand things we're trying to navigate things we're trying to figure things out we're trying to work things out we're trying to arrange things and organize them in ways that work for us that's a lot of work that's a lot of labor all that trying and trying and trying The other option we have is to be interested in the truth and then the illusions and delusions fall away if we're no longer grasping onto them. The illusions fall away and the truth is there and the truth organizes everything in a perfect and miraculous way. So all that trying to figure things out, trying to make things happen, trying to work our will, it's wasted effort. It's not necessary, it's not helpful, and it just delays the awakening. So choosing the awakening, choosing truth, choosing love, then things naturally organize themselves in a way that's beautiful and brilliant. Because that is the nature of the universe. It's not the nature of dreams, but it is the nature of the universe. So, thus it is the miracle does not select some dreams to have to leave untouched by its beneficence. You cannot dream some dreams and wake from some, for you are either sleeping or awake, and dreaming goes with only one of these. So that's why today we're talking about uh, awakening. We're talking about are we willing to awaken? Are we willing? Because our willingness is all that's required. Paragraph two. The dreams you think you like 
would hold you back as much as those in which the fear is seen. The dreams we think we like would hold you back as much as those in which the fear is seen. Now, remember, Jesus tells us in the workbook, you don't even know what will make you happy, so stop thinking that you do. You don't even know what will make you happy, so stop thinking that you do. (sighs) Okay, I'm for that. (laughs) And... It just is so much easier to say, Holy Spirit, higher self, my true identity, I'm interested in being truly happy, truly helpful, truly willing. Show me the way. Show me the way. Show me the way. I am so willing. So, so willing. That's all that's required. Mm, beautiful. The dreams you think you like would hold you back as much as those in which the fear is seen. So when we have attachments, cravings, uh, to make some dreams appear, to rearrange things in the dream, I call it rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, hoping for a better time while we're sinking. (laughs) Right. Imagine arguing for the best chair on the Titanic while it's sinking. That's kind of what we do sometimes. We're so much trying to arrange things. Think about things like, oh, you're trying so hard to get your child into the school you think is best. You're so working so hard trying to um lose weight you're working so because you think that if you lose weight then you'll be happier um you know this is one of the things we're talking about and change your mind about your body which you can still join by the way we've got five months we're just getting started here um it's and it's been wonderful people are telling me about their miraculous uh, shifts and changes, which I have to say, I'm so glad to hear them already. These beautiful, profound revelations. So thank you to those who are letting me know. Uh, I, I have spent so much of my life, the majority of my life until the last, you know, 10, 12 years trying to make things happen. So that's what he's talking about here. The dreams you think you like would hold you back as those, as much as those in which the fear is seen. So the big challenge for us here in this world in order to live a happy and harmonious, peaceful and prosperous life is to release the attachment to trying to make things happen or stop things from happening. It's about surrender. Surrender, surrender, surrender. We can't control it. We can't control it. So let's stop trying. For every dream is but a dream of fear. There's no vagueness there. Every dream is but a dream of fear, no matter what the form it seems to take. So the dream of the perfect marriage, the dream of the perfect home, the dream of the perfect body, the dream of the perfect job, all of it is a dream of fear. No matter what form it seems to take, the fear is seen within, without, or both. Or, The fear can be disguised in pleasant form, but never is it absent from the dream, for fear is the material of dreams from which they are all made. Their form can change, but they cannot be made of something else. Isn't that amazing to read that, to hear that, to think about it, to contemplate it? So here's what I think about when I read this. Every dream is but a dream of fear, no matter what the form it seems to take. The fear is seen within, without, or both, or it can be disguised in pleasant form. But never is it absent from the dream, 
for fear is the material of dreams from which they are all made. So the very nature of the dream to me, as I'm feeling it right now, is that the dream is about a life separate from God, where I can work my will, identified with the ego, that ego will, and I don't have to think about or care about others. I can figure out what I think will make me happy and try to make that be my reality. So that dream, the fear fever dream, if we will, uh, can be described as pleasure. Right? Think of the times when we've really enjoyed the sensual pleasures of life, but really what we were doing was we were diving deeper into an attachment to a false idol. So the false idol, the idol is anything that we value more than God. Anything that we have an attachment to and something that we value more than God. So it can be any number of things, right? It, it doesn't have to be an inanimate thing like a car or a house <clears throat> or a job. It, it can be a dog or a person that we value more than our relationship, our connection, our life in God. So... In dreams, there are false idols. In true reality, spiritual reality, there are no idols. There's simply the love of God being expressed in, through, and everything. So the form of the dream can change, but it's always going to be made from fear. The miracle were treacherous indeed if it allowed you to still be afraid because you did not recognize the fear. You would not then be willing to awake, for which the miracle prepares the way. So with that miraculous shift in consciousness, the fear fades away. And we become more and more clear the more miracles we have. Remember, miracles are shift in consciousness. And the more we become miracle-minded, the more miraculous shifts we have. And we can have as many as we like. There's no limit. Everyone is entitled to miracles. I love that. In simplest form, it can be said, attack is a response to function unfulfilled as you perceive the function. So our function is to forgive. Right? Our purpose is to be truly helpful. Helpful. Our function is to forgive. And when we forgive, we recognize the unity of all life. That is the benefit of forgiving, recognizing the unity of all life. When we recognize the unity of all life, we recognize our oneness and union in God. So this is our function, to come back to the truth. In its simplest form, it can be said, attack is a response to function unfulfilled, as you perceive the function. So think about this. I had an experience recently with someone who um, I, I have a, we'll call it a business relationship with. And uh, they were feeling guilty about some things they'd done that, in a sense, caused, made life difficult for me, caused me expense and made life difficult for me. But they didn't wish to take responsibility for it. Instead, they wanted to pretend it, it wasn't anything that they did that contributed to it. And so, um, out of their guilt, they were very angry. And it, so, anger is an attack. 
And this person's anger, this attack, is a response to function unfulfilled. So they weren't forgiving themselves. They were blaming themselves, but they couldn't stand, they couldn't bear that blame. So they were projecting it out onto me by being angry with me and assuming I was blaming and attacking them, which I wasn't. These things happened, people were involved, let's get it resolved and not have it happen in the future. Pretty simple. I was somewhat frustrated at trying to get it resolved, but I'm, I was interested in a peaceful resolution without blame, without attack. This person, because of their unconscious guilt, they went right into attack. I knew I was innocent. I knew they were innocent too. This stuff happened. It doesn't matter on a certain level who is responsible. Let's just move forward. What do we need to do to move forward? How can we resolve this peacefully? But the unhealed mind, the guiltful mind is going to suffer. So the guiltless mind does not suffer, but the guiltful mind does suffer. And so when things like this happen, if we can recognize that sometimes the reason why people are angry and attack us is they feel guilt. I used to do that with my mother. I would attack my mother because I felt guilty that I didn't treat her better at times. And I would take my anger and resentment out on her. I had anger and resentment towards my mother because I wanted her to be different with me at times. I wanted to have one of those mothers that would braid my hair and go out for coffee with me and that it felt safe to tell all the details to. And that was not our experience. I blamed her for that. I didn't want to take any responsibility for that. I blamed her. And so I felt guilty for blaming her. I felt guilty for attacking her and not recognizing her innocence. But I didn't understand all of that until I got into A Course in Miracles. So this section is called Dream Roles. So we put people in these roles. We're giving them these roles. And if we can recognize that we are, that's so helpful. It's like I was having a conversation with somebody recently that someone was yelling at them. And... They wanted to say, hey, this hurts my feelings. I'd like you to stop. You're triggering all kinds of stuff from my past that's unhealed and I don't like it. And and I certainly can understand that. I totally can understand that. I've been in that position many times. We all have. And I said, but this person, if they didn't trigger this unhealed stuff, would you be working on it? Remember, if we go back to and, and use a, a, a helpful um, story from Gary Renard's Disappearance of the Universe that I quote all the time, the story about the two movies, he had a choice between two movies. He picked a less good movie. He That bothered him. Ah, oh, it was a waste. He drove all the way there. He paid the money and then... Uh, dud movie. Why didn't he pick the other movie? And Artin and Persa, his teachers told him, if you had chosen the other movie, you would have gotten out uh, at a different time. You would have gotten to an accident on the way home, and it would have been very serious. But you didn't need the accident to do your self-forgiveness work because you were already doing it. So you only had to forgive yourself for picking the crappy movie and if you had been in the accident, you would have had so many things to forgive. So if we can look at life as life is always in support of my healing. Life is always in support 
of me being magnificent and letting go of illusions, letting go of dreams. So the person who is attacking us is giving us an opportunity to either recognize, ah, there's something to be healed here, or they're giving us the opportunity to recognize the cry for love. And we can decide which it is we're interested in experiencing. More attack, more guilt, more shame, more blame, or do we wish to have a healing? We get to decide which it is we would most like to experience. But we don't consciously decide. We repeat the past because we're not really clear. It's all about being willing to choose love. My name's Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, The Dream Roles. And I really have seen what a difference it makes when I can look at the situation, someone's attacking me or something like that is going on, that this person, regardless of what seems to be happening on the surface, Underneath, there's a blessing. Underneath, there is something for me to receive here. As it says in the development of trust section, it takes great learning to realize that everything is helpful. Everything is helpful. So let me experience this as being helpful to me. And we do that by aligning with the higher perspective. Pain is a wrong perspective and peace is a higher perspective. So we don't have to figure out how to align with the higher perspective, but we do have to be willing. We do absolutely have to be willing. So we give that willingness, we make an offering of it to the Holy Spirit. I'm willing to see this differently. I'm willing to help my brother who's offering this cry of love that seems to be an attack to me. I'm willing to transcend. I'm willing to transmute this energy. Let me be the vehicle. Let the Christ within Activate here and now to transform this situation and really bring a healing and a blessing. So it takes courage and strength and willingness to be able to do that. But it's so powerful and so effective. If we're willing to navigate these situations or weather them in a sense without giving in to attack thoughts of our own. So if we're easy to attack, we'll see that. Like in my experience with this person who was attacking me, I I could feel there was an opportunity to attack them, but it wasn't what I was interested in. There was an opportunity to defend myself, but it wasn't what I was interested in. And I was interested in peace, in harmony for both of us. And to me, that's a huge advancement in my consciousness. And our willingness is all that's required. When we see, we start to experience the benefits of being able to live this way, then we don't want to go back to another way. We don't, we realize we don't have to feel agitated and frustrated and irritated. We can live a truly loving life regardless of what other people are doing. So we need to have that willingness to awake. So releasing attachment to the dreams. That's what we're talking about. So in its simplest, in simplest form, it can be said attack is a response to function unfulfilled as you perceive the function. So 
our function is to be loving, to be kind, to be forgiving, and to be willing to recognize the oneness and unity of all life. When we're not willing to stand in that, then it's like an attack. Then it goes on here. It can be in you or someone else, but where it is perceived, it will be there. It is attacked. Depression or assault must be the theme of every dream, for they are made of fear. So depression or attack, assault, must be the theme of every dream, for they are made of fear. The thin disguise of pleasure and of joy in which they may be wrapped but slightly veils the heavy lump of fear that is their core. So think of the experiences we have in the dream where it seems like our wishes are fulfilled. We reach that goal weight. We heal the illness. We get the promotion. We marry the the dream lover. These kinds of things. If all of it is from this place of trying to find happiness in the world, to find fulfillment in the world, then it's a fever dream. It's a fear dream. Now, here's the thing is we can do things like release weight, heal the body, get the promotion, get the bonus, win the lottery, uh, have the, the, the wonderful loving relationship, friendship, partnership, uh, all these kinds of wonderful things can happen. And if we are not seeing them as validating us, if we are not seeing them as somehow, um, being the answered prayer, if instead we're allowing them to be neutral and simply enjoying them from the neutral mind, then we're not in this place of fear dream. So that, that's what I'm personally working toward, is being able to see everything as neutral it doesn't validate me or invalidate me. That person's attack doesn't invalidate me. And this person's love for me doesn't validate me. I can see the attack as a cry for love and an opportunity for me to be loving and kind. The other person's praise of me or uh, love of me gifts to me, I can enjoy that and receive that knowing that it doesn't make me better. So that's the way to live in the neutrality as I am experiencing it. Depression or assault must be the theme of every dream for they are made of fear. The thin disguise of pleasure and of joy in which they may be wrapped but slightly veils the heavy lump of fear that is their core. That's the false idols. That's the, the, in a sense, the, the negative gift that the false idol brings. When we have, when we feel like we've succeeded with the false idol, we've gotten it the way we want it, it is a lump wrapped in pleasure. It is a lump of fear wrapped in pleasure. He says, and it is the miracle, it is this the miracle perceives and not the wrappings in which it is bound. When you are angry, is it not because someone has failed to fulfill the function you allotted him? When you are angry, is it not because someone has failed to fill the function you allotted them? So these, this is what the dream rolls is all about. When you're angry, is it not? Isn't it because someone has failed to fill the function you allotted them? 
when this person attacked me, I saw that it was, I saw right away it was their guilt that was making them so upset. And I wasn't interested in making them feel guilty. I've learned that is not good for me. Even if they've done something to hurt me, even if they've done something that was foolish or mean or unkind, let me stay far away from trying to make them feel guilty or punish them. Correction, correction, correction. I offer love. Even to the point of, I don't even need to draw it to their attention. I'm working in the invisible. Let me stay above the battlefield, working in the invisible. So that was my approach with this person. And I could see that I was failing to fill their their idea of my function. Because they wanted me to attack them. They wanted to. In fact, they said to me, are you blaming me for this? It was their fault. It was totally their fault. And I said, I, I, I just like to figure out what happened and how we can resolve it, how we can prevent it from happening again. Are you blaming me for this? They said. And I was quiet. Yes or no? You have to answer yes or no. Are you blaming me for this? And I just looked him in the eye and said, no, no, I'm not. I could have been. They were blaming themselves. They felt guilty. And it was so frustrating to them that I didn't want to go there. They wanted my anger, my punishment, because they felt guilty. But I decided I just have to give this to the Holy Spirit. I cannot figure this out. I don't want to try to figure this out at a personality level. It's really not the best way. I've learned that is not the best way. Give it to the Holy Spirit. Pray for the highest and best for all. Pray for the release of fear and guilt and blame and shame. And it will get resolved. Spirit will do a magnificent job. I, I trust that. I've learned to trust that. How did I learn to trust it? Through practice, through experience, through miraculous demonstration. So, oh, I'm hearing the birds outside. Um, when you're angry, isn't it because someone has failed to fill the function you allotted them? And does not this become the reason your attack is justified? There's no justification for attack. Let me remember that. It says, the dreams you think you like are those in which the functions you have given have been filled. The needs which you ascribe to you are met. It does not matter if they be fulfilled or merely wanted. It is the idea that they exist from which the fears arise. Dreams are not wanted more or less. They are not desi- they are desired or not. And each one presents some function that you have assigned, some goal which an event or body or a thing should represent and should achieve for you. If it succeeds, you think you like the dream. If it should fail, you think the dream is sad. But whether it succeeds or fails is not its core, but just the flimsy covering. So there are times when it feels like life is difficult. And my mind goes to, sometimes it still does this, it goes to, oh, the density of this world. So much density. Like to rise above and not experience the people's anger and resentment and hurt and all of that. But I am here only to be truly helpful. The place where I can be truly helpful is where there's a need for love, for kindness, for patience, 
for willingness. So let me be in the place where I can be truly helpful, where I can practice total self-forgiveness and be in the real world, in this world, but not of it. How happy would your dreams become if you were not the one who gave the proper role to every figure which the dream contains? So this is where Lesson 25 can help us so much. I do not know what anything is for. I do not know what anyone is for, except everything is helpful. No one can fail but your idea of him, and there is no betrayal but of this. So everybody's going to fail our idea of them if we cling to that, right? If we're not neutral, everybody's going to fail our idea of them. This is what betrayal is, having an idea of what people should and shouldn't do. I've seen it over and over again with parents who have children who are struggling, particularly parents of adult children but even with young children too, little kids. When the child is struggling mentally, emotionally, physically, and the parent is super distressed, which is totally understandable, when the parent can change their mind and hold the vision of perfection, hold the vision of Christ, hold the vision of happiness and fulfillment and joy and peace and harmony, when the parent can take responsibility for their projections on the child, their worries and projecting their worries and fears on the child, their fears of all kinds of things, all kinds of things. When the parent can forgive themselves for worrying about the child, because what is worry but fearful dreams, imaginings of things you don't want, projecting that onto the situation, onto the child. When the parents can move into this place of holding that the highest and best is unfolding, regardless of how it looks, I've seen over and over and over again, too many times to count, miraculous healing happens. It may not be the healing exactly that we would like, but miraculous healing happens. Because there's willingness. There's willingness to see beyond the fear dream. Dreams are not wanted more or less. They are desired or not. And each one represents some function that you have assigned, some goal which an event or a body or a thing should represent and should achieve for you. If it succeeds, you think you like the dream. If it should fail, you think the dream is sad. But whether it succeeds or fails is not its core, but just the flimsy covering. What is it covering? Fear. Fear, fear, fear. How happy would your dreams become if you were not the one who gave the proper role to every figure which the dream contains? We, If we can stop thinking we know what every person is for in our dream, what every event is for in our dream and be in that place of I don't know what anything is for then we become miracle minded no one can fail but your idea of him and there is no betrayal but of this the core of dreams the Holy Spirit gives is never one of fear the coverings may not appear to change but what they mean has changed because they cover something else so for instance with my mother and her illness and her passing the dream changed originally uh i i it was a sad dream of fear i'm losing my mother and then it became this amazing, amazing, miraculous healing in my mind, in my mother's mind, in our hearts, in our love for each other. Everything was transformed. I saw everything differently. 
And even though, of course, I didn't wish for my mother to die, I wasn't against it anymore. It wasn't a fear dream anymore. I I was in unconditional joy with my mother, and she with me. And we had that beautiful experience of symbiotic love between mother and child. And it was so deeply healing. So the coverings may not appear to change, but what they mean has changed because they cover something else. So now this appearance of my mother's illness and death, it what it covered up instead of fear, it covered up perfection, love, wholeness, the healed mind. The situation didn't change, except that it was very loving. But on the surface, it looked the same. My mother still was getting sicker and dying. It's a really good example, I think. Because we get attached to it looking different, thinking that it should be different. This this work, in order to be truly happy in this world, we have to surrender our attachments. We have to. We have to be willing to see things as neutral. Perceptions are determined by their purpose in that they seem to be what they are for. A shadow figure who attacks becomes a brother giving you a chance to help. That's exactly the experience I had the other day. I was being attacked, and I could see my brother was giving me a chance to help. If this becomes the function of the dream, a shadow figure who attacks becomes a brother giving you a chance to help. If this becomes the function, if love becomes the function of the dream, and dreams of sadness thus are turned to joy. So while in my experience with my brother the other day, it didn't it hasn't yet turned to joy, but I can feel the transformation happening because I keep praying for my brother. I keep knowing, ah, something wonderful is going to come. And it often does. When someone treats us really in a shabby way and they're being immature and unkind and, and insane, and we... Don't give in to it. We don't take it personally when we can say, okay, I'm here to hold my brother, my sister in the highest. Then it's extraordinary how things transform and they can feel you haven't given up on them. You aren't blaming them. You aren't shaming them. No matter how poorly they acted and behaved, you're still being loving and kind. It helps them to see that they're worthwhile. People egg us on to treat them poorly. They want that. That's the role they're giving us in their dream. And when we don't succumb, it helps them to undo their unworthiness. And I am here to stand for that. What is your brother for? You do not know because your function is obscure to you. So if we don't know what our function is, we won't know what our brother's function is. Do not ascribe a role to him that you imagine would bring happiness to you. Okay. Yeah, so don't a lot of people do that in relationships. And then they're devastated when the the person doesn't bring them happiness the way they wanted it. Right? That's the torture of the special relationship. And do not try to hurt him when he fails to take the part you assign to him in what you dream your life was meant to be. He asks for help in every dream he has, and you have help to give him if you see the function of the dream as he perceives its function. Who can finalize, excuse me, who can utilize all dreams as means to serve the function given him? Because he loves the dreamer, not the dream. 
Each dream becomes an offering of love, for at its center is God's love for you, which lights whatever form it takes with love. God, light this form, this relationship with love. God, let me see and feel and know the love at the core of this dream. No more dreams of fear, only dreams of love. That's what I'm interested in. I'm willing to see myself in this opportunity to be truly helpful with my brother, my sister, and to fulfill my function and forgive myself for anything less than loving, to release all judgment, all complaint, all belief in unworthiness. Let me let my brother know that he or she is worthy of love no matter what. Their innocence is intact no matter what. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. I, uh, I, I told you that the forgiveness workshops, free forgiveness workshops are available. Uh, we've got one this Sunday. You can still join, change your mind about your body. People are having wonderful healing and transformation as a result of what they're getting from these classes. Um, there may be one place left in the Camino trip in October. Uh, not sure. I think it's full. If you go to the Camino page at jenniferhadley.com, uh, you can always go to the events page and see everything that's coming up there. Uh, also very helpful. I am so excited. We're doing this class again last year. It was very successful. We're doing it again this year. It's for people who are interested in learning how to do better presentations on Zoom and to create and lead workshops on Zoom. We have a wonderful offering for you. If you'd like to grow your professional skills in that area, leading, speaking, teaching, uh, workshops, etc., check it out. That starts July 6th. It's an intensive training. It's very good. People love it. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and thankful that we are here to be truly helpful and we have everything we need in order to be able to do that. We are grateful to open ourselves to the infinite love and let it flow through our heart and mind. We're sharing the benefits with everyone and we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Mwah.